You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 380, brought to you by Swivel Media and actionfigureblues.com. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scotty. Adam. And John. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Iron Studios Rogue One-Tenth Fine Art Statue, the U2's Bob Ross, Stonks and Pepe, and the Marvel Legends Retro 3 and 3 quarter figures Wave 1. Greetings, gentlemen. Welcome back. How are we? Wow. Yep, we're here. I'm here. Go team. Everybody, uh, everybody remember how to do this? No. Have pants on. Is that required? Or... <laughs> yeah, well, we did it. We did it last fortnight. You just weren't here. Oh, that's right. I was ill with the plague that one of my children brought home. Hooray. Uh, children. Bah. Well, uh, yes, indeed. Well, I'm plague free now, but uh, Mr. Scotty, how are you? Uh, plague free. Uh, one week away from having our youngest offspring reach adulthood so you know wow. then we, what happens then we wash our hands of them and they leave is that <laughs> you put them on the free market and see what you can oh, get for okay excellent um, no, it's like a they're adults they're adults so it's your job to become a burden to them oh you got excellent i think we are already actually um <laughs> yeah no all good here uh did i don't think actually on the day, on the last show, I just been out with my young and we bought her car on that day. Yeah. Um, so now, now all the right now because she doesn't have her license yet, um, it's a really expensive stereo. So the friends come around and they <laughs> sit in the car in the driveway and listen to music. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really cute. So yeah. yeah, but otherwise, just ticking along here in the Scotty household. Nice, very nice. What about you, Mister Adam? Uh, I have had numerous injuries, so I have strained nice. a chair, strained a groin, strained a groin again, strained a different groin. Uh, How many groins so have you got? Wait, are you looking at a list? <laughs> Did you write this down? <laughs> no, I'm just aware of what I've done recently. Okay. Yeah, I've got all the groins. Um, and um, I had a had a cold last weekend, which was you know a long weekend in Adelaide. So I've got a five day weekend, but for most of it, I was sick. Yeah, nice. When nice you say groin is that somebody else's groin you no know my own you get arrested if you go and ra- uh, randomly touch people around the groin area uh, <laughs> are you on the road to recovery yeah i think so like yesterday my groin was really bad when i went to bed and this morning was a lot better when i got up and it's better now so and I the cold is most know difficult. what kind of therapy and happened in the intervening hours uh, to sleep. go from uncomfortable groin to satisfied groin we just, should probably just sleep. We should probably just move right along. And uh, hey, Inge, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I, I've actually been in Florida since the last time we talked. Well, not the entire time, for one of those weeks. Excellent. Yeah. How, for, so, for those of us who are uh, geographically incompetent, what's um, what's the travel distance between home and Florida? Nineteen hours by car. Wow. Wow. Where do, you, do you drive or do you fly? Yeah, because because we take our dogs. So. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that's a pretty serious road trip. Yeah, and you know, there's always an argument over whether we're going to stop or not. This time we stopped, and but mm. there was some drama because uh, they didn't tell her the only room available when she went in to check in was a suite. So we thought the price was one thing, and then the next morning we got up. Oh no, that's a suite. So the price uh, is this, right. which was about eight dollars more. Right. You uh, you need one of Elon's um, smart cars so that you can just kind of nap 
and let it, it drive itself. It would be nice, but it wouldn't fit all her stuff. <laughs> and fair enough. <laughs> and you know, the thing is, like, like where we go, you get to the Florida border and you're like, okay, we're in Florida. And then you look at the, you know, the Google thing and it says, oh, you've got six hours to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. My my, uh, my dad's mom, uh, dad's parents retired to to Florida, and we did many trips to my my grandma, who was my lo- like longest surviving grandparent. And you know, back in back in the day, where you had the station wagon and you could put the um the the back down and just kind of lie there and oh. you know, <laughs> seat seat belts, schmeat belts. You know, yeah, sort of yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, went through all the kind of territory wars of you know my side, your side, etc. But yeah, the the uh, we never tried to do it in one day. I'm sure my parents would have um, killed us. But th- that's you know that's where we encountered you know the the um, vibrating beds that we were discussing before the show. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other podcast we do. <laughs> the pre show. Pre show is a little did, different. Did you ever do that trip with your grandparents? No, we. I've seen vacation. I know what happens when mm, you try and do that. Mm. It's bad. Um, so, oh, I don't know. I think maybe my grandma I, once we might have had to take her down. I'm not sure. But oh. yeah, me and my mom, like my grandparents were snowbirds and for a while. And uh, we flew, me and my mom flew down and then drove back with them. And it's like everybody's just sitting there with their, you know, hands crossed on top of their lap for a bazillion hours. <laughs> awesome. I'm, sure, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some stories of, uh, you know, in your youth picking up toys along the uh, the way on that journey. But, Mr. Scotty, have you picked up any toys recently as an adult? Uh, I made out quite well at a recent um, sale of a online uh, toy oh, proprietor. Yes. And picked up some premium format statues that I had passed on originally for really good prices. So um, I got the Killer Croc uh, premium format and the um, Starfire premium format yep. that I, my, I think my wife has probably. Yet. Yeah, I'm curious um, because I remember the the comments when it was first solicited, and you, I do recall something, Mr. Scotty, about that will never ever uh, be allowed oh, through the front door. Me. Come on. So, is it in the corner just discreetly uh, hidden behind batman's cape i have actually for for um people watching at home which um that i've got a premium format still on the top of my display in this space which is where i i work and do video calls and on the you, you can't really see them but on the the uh cabinet closest to me, which is totally off camera, the top of that is Starfire, Power Girl, and Poison Ivy. <laughs> For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. So no one can go, what is that? Um, yeah. So, um, and then, but all, but but on the, the toy side, um, I have got some new DC multiverse uh, figures, the oh, new yeah. Jon Stewart, the Injustice Gorilla Grodd and Flash and Bizarro, um, and they're all really good fun. And then I've been going back and filling in some builder figure pieces and things that mm-hmm. I have missed over the years. And I have had for a very long time, I've had a blob builder figure with no hands um, <laughs> because uh, I, they're just like super duper hard to find. Um, it came they came with the. Uh, X-Men 3 Juggernaut back in the day, which is like an unbelievable turd of an action figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, that, that 
goes for nothing loose and then for megabucks with these pieces in it. And so, you know, but the the magic of the eBay um, save search uh, and just happened to kind of come across one and with a best offer and made a lowball offer that was accepted. And so my, as of this morning, my blob has hands. (laughs) He's celebrating uh, on your shelf by playing air guitar. Yeah, I've got him in a pose. You're like, yeah, it's been you know, so long without them. So, so that's been fun. Excellent. And, and just to go back, who did you make out with at the the store, the sale? You said you made out well at a sale. Oh, I made out well. Um, well, I look. It, he he kind of was pretty shy. I don't think. So you know, he's very very, very gentle. Clean, a little good on you. Respect. Yes, he was very respectful. <laughs> All right. What about you, Mister Adam? Where is uh, have your collector's dollars gone anywhere in particular recently? Look, I legitimately tried today uh, <laughs> to order some things online from Z. Good. Uh, Two of them were out of stock in anywhere near my area, so that's not happening. And another one's pre-order, at which point I went, well, I can try and get it in store if I remember in July. So, yeah. I don't know. I tried. You're failing at collecting. I know. <laughs> All right. What about you, Ange? Um, about the only thing I managed to pick up was the uh, Luke Cage and uh, Claire two-pack Marvel Legends from uh, the TV series, and that was for a, a whopping 95 cents. So. Oh, that's Whoa. right. <laughs> you yeah. like to play the long game. Well, I didn't. And um, a local place, uh, the, one of the local groups I'm, I'm in, they, they post a thing. Oh, this this place has them for seventeen ninety nine. I went there like the next day was when I could get there and they were gone. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, and then I actually found another one after I found the first one um, at an Ollie's for like twelve ninety nine. I was like twelve ninety nine. Ain't that much for that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> If I, if I, and that's one of those that I I had never seen in the store before that. Yeah, I yeah. never thought, you know, I ne- a lot of those two packs because I I got the uh, you know the World War Two cap and Peggy not that long ago, but yeah. that was from Amazon when it was on sale. Um, but I've never seen that one in the store either. So. I remember getting on a certain e-tailer straight away to order those because I thought they'd be impossible to get, and now I see people selling them in Facebook groups for uh, a fraction of what I pay. Well, it's probably that's, because uh, of that. Yeah. Amazon must have just got a you know truckload of yeah. cases of them. Yeah, it's the game we play. So sometimes it comes back to bite us. So. I, don't, I don't know when I started buying Marvel Legends with some kind of frequency. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys do that? It must be our fault. I, I'm finding that as you're saying, Ben, like particularly with um, Marvel Legends at the moment, because they are becoming more and more available here with regularity like you know for a long time we we might get you know a, a wave once a year that actually appeared yeah. at retail here and now you know we it's i think it's been quite a while since anything that wasn't like a you know exclusive exclusive um didn't show up here somewhere and so you know it's always that kind of so i you know don't tend to pre-order that stuff for that that reason but then there's always that kind of moment of fomo when you're like oh should i what if i miss out um and then you know like at the moment there's some stuff that is just hanging around like we've got so much um of the like the spider-verse figures yes pegs Um, and pegs of them oh my goodness they are everywhere Not a hand ninja to be seen, but if you need Peter Parker, oh boy. Yeah. 
Nope. Okay. Around here. Okay. What what'd you say, John? I've seen those twice, and that's it. Yeah, mm. I, we have mm. them all. They're all in Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's because they all came to us. <laughs> because our, our, our targets got them as well as our Zing, etc. And um, they actually went on clear. Which, oh. And I mean, even the hand names, like I've... I had just to make my every time I saw one, I was like, "Oh, a ninja!" Just because you know, we yeah, to, yeah, yeah, because it was exciting you know, to see them to buy things like that. And then finally, I was like, "I have to stop!" Like, I don't, I don't army build. What's happening? Um, <laughs> why am I army building? <laughs> what about you, Ben? Speaking of army building, ah, uh, yeah, it's been pretty Hasbro specific. My. Uh... My kind of moratorium on statues continues until I get a bit more display space, and um, then I'll do a bit of a, um, I guess, a bit of reconnaissance on some of the ones that I've missed. Like I still would like to pick up a couple of the sideshow pieces, like Zatanna from um, back in the day, etc. But I've um, managed to pick up a few bits and pieces that uh, had avoided me. I, I can remember missing the Star Wars black. Um, Commander Cody, and I don't know how I somehow I missed him, or I don't, I don't know. Maybe back in the day when I was getting my stuff from Mike's comics and stuff, I um, must have asked him to put it away or something. And then I was going through my spreadsheet, and I thought, oh, okay, I don't have him. And then I got on eBay, and I was like, oh my god, he goes for how much? I was like, <laughs> oh, damn. And so uh, I was complaining about the Hasbro Star Wars Black Archive series, and it's just an you excuse were complaining? to complaining. No. Yeah, I know. It, it seems un, unheard of, but the, the archive series is just another excuse to put the same figures out again in a different pack. And then they announced that um, <laughs> Commander Cody was in the next wave. So I kind of had to give him a free pass because it was an opportunity to pick Cody up for retail, which was nice. And I, I also I realized. That, sorry, I actually think that the archive, like, that's pretty smart because yeah, as well yeah. as making things accessible. It kind of then creates a potential jumping on point. Like it nearly got yeah. me back in. I was like, oh, I could start, and then, but I managed yeah. to just go new. Well, I mean, it's it is the perfect opportunity to reissue some um, fan favorites or hard to get figures or that sort of thing. And I mean, that's, we all know that's what killed Masters of the Universe is that they were bringing out all these new figures, but kids that were getting into it um, late couldn't get He-Man or Skeletor because they hadn't reissued those figures. And um, so it, it's it's a smart move. But I also have the um, the Thrawn um, San Diego set, the large set that came with um, obviously Thrawn but all the accessories. And I realised I didn't actually have a sort of single-carded Thrawn. And I don't particularly want to open that set because it displays really well. So he was also in the archive series, so I picked him up. Um, I picked up Firestar from the Marvel Legends line and I was getting frustrated that um, a couple of the Galaxy's Edge uh, figures are, are very hard to come by um, because, you know, they're exclusive. Um, and I was having a bit of a rant about all Hasbro's exclusives and then someone sent me a, an Amazon link to, um, I can't remember his name, the uh, Galaxy's Edge droid that is an exclusive. And uh, if you're a member of uh, Amazon Prime, it was something like 30 bucks. So I kind of went, oh, okay, that's Yay. extremely reasonable. And, yeah, look, I feel dirty because I don't like Jeff Bezos and I don't like his his business practices, et cetera. But uh, that was another one to tick off the list, which was nice. So, I think your computer so, needs him as well. It does, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's Angry beep. To, so. I could feel the rage in that <laughs> Yeah, I think too. I've got um, I've got quite a few pre-orders that I feel like should be well and truly here now, but uh, are either on the proverbial slow you know, sea turtle from China, 
um, the next wave of GI Joe. Like I know um, uh, Lady J, etc., is already getting around, um, but there's no sign of them arriving here. So yeah, there's a few. I've got a lot of stuff on pre-order. I went crazy recently with the uh, the announcement. So um, the Ursa Major wave, hooray, Ursa Major! Yay. So yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Bad Batch figures as well. I think mine are overdue on those. So, yeah, lots of good stuff happening. I have Gundam lots. markers, thing, and I was hoping they would be here for the weekend so I could use them over the weekend. But no, they'll be here Monday. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, we've got a few things to talk about in a little bit more detail. So what we're going to do, we might uh, take a break, come back, and we'll get underway with the first toy of the week. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, some say he's only here because we have incriminating photographs of him, but Ben always gives his all, and uh, tonight he's going to uh, do a really good job on this uh, review, um, or else. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Scotty. All right, well, it's uh, it's been a while, and uh, doing something a little bit different, and it is uh, a statue. However, unlike the big boys I've done in the past, this is actually a, a little lass, uh, and I'm going to be talking about the Iron Studios Rogue Fine Art statue. Now, some people probably will remember seeing this piece and some of the companion pieces when Iron Studios came up with a brilliant idea of producing a statue diorama of three uh, Sentinels, X-Men Sentinels, that are all about a metre tall. And those three Sentinels are in battle with the X-Men and so there are about uh, two dozen accompanying uh, X-Men one-tenth scale statues that are in combat uh, with those Sentinels. Now, uh, I was all excited until I saw the price, and then I realised uh, I like to eat as well. So uh, I haven't actually considered those at all. And the good thing, I think, about that diorama is you uh, can pretty much mix and match to a certain extent like you don't have to get all three you can just sort of pick one sentinel and and buy some companion statues to go with it so anyway i decided that i would pre-order the rogue to go with it and i think uh not that long ago it was reviewing something rogue related and i said we don't get rogue merchandise much and then i think i've reviewed about three or four rogue pieces uh at about the last eight that i've reviewed so she's doing she's doing better than she has in the past which is nice all right so uh, look this is uh uh i think it came out late 2020 for some people but i picked it up uh early uh january i think this year and uh, she'll retail you for oh, i think she goes for the iron studio site says she's 140 but i think you'd be hard pressed finding her for that price i think on big bad and similar places she's about 155 us dollars 
So um, have a bit of a, a hunt around because the prices uh, vary quite a bit. Now, Iron Studios is, is uh, going great guns. I've reviewed a couple of different things from them, and I'm, I'm quite pleased with how they're going. Um, so this is a one-tenth scale statue. So uh, that means that a, a six-foot character uh, would be um, about 7.2 inches tall. Rogue's only about 5'8", I think, so she's probably about seven inches now. I was going to try and work out how tall this piece is, but it really is quite pointless because um, for the art direction, they've chosen uh, a combat pose, obviously, to go with the Sentinels, and so she's flying and in the uh, midst of punching something. So she's literally more, uh, you know, as, as much horizontal as she is vertical, so um, a bit odd in, in trying to measure the actual size. Um, but she's probably, I really think she's probably on scale with a, a Marvel Select figure, to be honest. So um, She is made of porcelain, apparently. Um, it's hard to tell because obviously everything's painted and she has, she has a bit of weight to her, but because she's so fine, uh, we're not talking a, a big character like Juggernaut or someone like that, um, it doesn't it doesn't feel like much it's not until you really put her on the base that there's any kind of weight to it so that one was a little interesting to me because it is a statue that is as small as an action figure so i was kind of curious as to where the differences would be between an action figure and an actual statue but weight wise there's really not a whole lot happening um in terms of the packaging uh yeah, it's it's weird it's a it's a it's a really nice gold and navy blue uh, box, but there's really not much on it other than having the character's name and the name of the company with a couple of pictures of this piece. Um, there's really not, there's no extensive text or anything like that. It's really just a couple of pictures, a couple of titles, and that's it. A few bits and pieces on the bottom with the copyright information, but no mention of a sculptor or, or anything like that. Uh, I headed over to the Iron Studios website and there's no mention of a sculptor there. So um, I think Iron Studios have let things down a little bit there. You know, you sort of perceive statues as being a, a bit of a, a higher-end collectible and, and that usually goes with crediting the people that create it, but there's nothing mentioned at all. Um, so inside you get the, the split styrofoam um, tray that we know and love. Uh, the piece is in three bits. We have the base, uh, the main body, and then Rogue's head is actually separate and, and clicks in uh, with a magnet. She, The base is actually, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, destroyed sentinel hand and uh, much like the Kodo um, piece that I reviewed some time back, uh, which I think was the one-eighth scale statue, um, there's a, a peg on the side of her leg on her thigh which actually plugs into the hand of the sentinel and that therefore gives you that um, sense of flight. Like she, she's, she doesn't have a peg in her foot that's connected to the base, so she's actually suspended in the air. Now, in terms of the sculpts, uh, it is the, I think, pretty much the defining rogue costume now, whether you, you like it or not, uh, and that is the Jim Lee one. It's the green and yellow suit with the brown uh, bomber jacket over the top. Um, and uh, I was really curious to see, you know, for for a pretty hefty uh, retail price where the differences were, uh, were going to come in compared to, say, an action figure at this size. Uh, but I'm pleased to say the detail is actually really, really impressive. Um, there's a lot of really, really fine detail. Sometimes it's 
um, I was kind of expecting it to get lost in the the painting uh, phase, but um, a lot of the detail is still really, really visible, particularly on the base. Um, there's lots of little things happening on that sentinel hand. It's not generic. They've put a lot of effort into the various kind of hydraulics and all those kinds of bits and pieces. So Rogue's in an action pose. Her right um, fist and, and kind of arm are up in the air. And I, I think the statue probably makes a lot more sense when she's surrounded by her teammates because um, on the uh, on her own she kind of just looks like she's punching the air. Um, you know, she's in this kind of combat pose with no one around her. She might actually scale up well with the Marvel Select Juggernaut or something like that if you uh, wanted to display her on, on her own. So she'll just go on my rogue shelf rather than sort of be matched up against anyone. Um the hand of the Sentinel is probably a little bit overdone for me. Like, it's really quite mangled. You would expect sort of the digits between um, the hinges and the knuckles um, to be sort of fairly, uh, I guess, flat. But this one, just ev every bit of it looks like it's been beaten up. So, you know, whether Magneto's been involved or Colossus has stomped over the top of it on the way through or something, I don't know. But um, it, as, as detailed as it is, it feels like it's a little bit over the top. Um, but Rogue herself is actually pretty flawless. There's lots of really nice details. So um, what we're seeing in statues today are things that they obviously couldn't do 10 years ago. And it's really um, clear when you look at the bottom of Rogue's boots because she's actually got the tread of her boots. You can really see that intricate kind of um, tread rather than just a, a flat shoe that we would have got some time back. Lots of detail and things like the belt, which is actually, I thought, because it was so detailed, I thought it was actually a separate piece, but it's not. It's actually sculpted on. And even little things like the X on her chest uh, is actually sculpted in rather than just kind of painted on. So really, really, uh, really sort of fine detail, which, um, oh yeah, it, it kind of elevates the piece. Um, now, in terms of paint, everything's pretty much spot on. All the colours uh, are as you'd expect. It's not as if... Um, They've chosen an odd coloured green or an odd coloured yellow. So I won't go into to that too much. I mean, she's quite matte in the way that she's painted and there's, uh, it feels like some metallics have been used in the, uh, in the hand on the base and that's a nice, they contrast each other quite nicely. Um, so the, the thing that sort of worries me straight away when you get to the painting stage uh, is, is obviously, um, you know, our, our old friend uh, in a darkened factory in, in China sort of rushing through these sorts of things. You, you expect the face is going to be the, uh, the piece that cops at the worst. And I was actually pleasantly surprised to see that her head is actually sculpt, uh, sorry, is actually cast in skin coloured kind of porcelain or resin. So they haven't actually painted her face flesh tone. It's actually the colour that it was cast. And I think, Scotty, we've talked about how Sideshow did this for a few pieces. And I think uh, Lex Luthor was um, the Lex Luthor premium format was an example. Um, and it, it, it somehow kind of captures that, um, I don't know, mottling of the skin is, is probably one way to say it. You actually get the different shades. It's not this uniform uh, look that you would get as if you painted it. So really got a nice surprise with that. And then they've gone and applied those really fine touches on the lips, the red for the lips. And, of course, um, 
Rogue has got this kind of grimace, this determined look on her face, which means she's gritting her teeth and her mouth is open. So, of course, then you have that um, that sort of momentary horror that they've used some sort of wash inside her mouth to separate the teeth. Um, and instead it looks like she's been eating licorice. But um, fortunately, that's actually come out pretty well. Only disappointment is her right eye from some angles looks a little bit too dark. Like if, you, if you're looking directly at her face, the eyes are actually fine. Um, but from some angles it almost looks like they've been a bit too heavy with the, the black kind of eyeshadow type stuff but look there's some really really nice highlights here her boots are dirty they look like she's been um, you know stomping around on, on the ground covered in in dust or oil or, or something like that so there's uh, some really nifty highlights but uh, one of the things I think I was a bit kind of eh about is the way they've done the skunk stripes so Rogue has obviously got the long brown hair and she has the, the white highlights that um, that we all know and that I love. And I don't know, they've I'm, I'm trying to work out exactly what they've done. And when I looked online, uh, oddly enough, what they've done to the statue is exactly what was in the promo photos. Um, so it's not like I've got a bad one or anything like that. But the only thing I can kind of describe is that that instead of doing kind of individual strands white um, to try and sort of highlight them, they've done bunches of them together. So what it means is she looks like she's just got four or five big white skunk stripe bits going back through that, that kind of curly wavy hair. And um, it looks a bit, I don't know, it looks a bit um, chunky. Um, and I was sort of looking at some of the other sort of rogue pieces and, and yeah, it's hard to put your finger on, but it just, I don't know, it looks, um, looks like she's got sort of half a dozen giant caterpillars on her head or, or something like that, So, um, which is, you know, a bit sad. But, look, overall, um, I, I was really quite surprised at um, just how detailed the piece was. And the, the temptation is obviously there then to kind of reach out to some of the other pieces in this line and uh, if, if they've executed some of those as well as they have with Rogue, like Colossus, for example, I think would probably look really, really good in, in hand. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Um, so, yeah, look, it's a fantastic piece, but overall I, I kept getting stuck on the price. And I was thinking, you know, this girl, she's she's about a Marvel Select size. She's got no articulation, no swap-out pieces whatsoever. There's no portrait or, or you can't swap out her arm for a different arm so that she's not punching, you know, because she's out of um, character when she's not with the rest of the, the figures in this line. So I think 140, 150 US is actually really quite steep um, for this particular piece. So I'm probably going to take a point off for that for not having some kind of like even a swap out portrait and probably a, another piece for that you know I, I still can't get past the the weird skunk stripes um so look all, all up i'm i'm actually pretty pleased but i'm still probably can't give this more than about eight out of ten dollars yeah i as i've mentioned on other shows like i've fallen down the iron studios rabbit hole on the dc side and i i do think that the probably the the US price point um like is uh is fair i think that for whatever reason they're pretty expensive here mm, um mm. you know that like because the a, a typical 110th iron studio statue like you said you know it's kind of running around the 130 to 150 um 
uh, US, but in Australia, like you're easily looking at 300 yeah. um, for for a lot of them. And you know, I, I've been, I am like really <clears throat> doing a lot of work to try and get the ones that I want um, at non ridiculous prices. Yeah. Um, but I am really enjoying it. But uh, the 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 and I think that X Men whole series would be a really easy thing to get addicted to if mm, they weren't so mm. expensive. Um, because yes, you know, they they are the the details great. I've seen a lot of them in person up at Pop Culture, and um, the details fantastic. Um, and the the with the Sentinel pieces, those do come with three or four of the individual characters. So, you know, the, the, but they, they are, they're huge, but yeah, yeah it's just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite sure why they're so expensive here. Um, because it's not just a, uh, currency conversion. It seems like, yes, that however they get here must be expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, the box is not big. It's probably about as big as, what you'd expect from one of the you know the DC uh, bombshells type pieces, uh, so it's not a big box, it's not a heavy box, so you, you can't use that premium format. Um, gosh, you know this is some huge box that has to come DHL or something like that. So yeah, it's a it's an odd one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, a couple of the ones that I've gotten, I've actually gotten from Big Bad because that w- it was actually cheaper to get them in a pile of loot. Um, from the US yep. than to just buy them at retail here. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't quite understand why. But um, yeah, they're good. I really like them. Yeah, and look, I think it'd be a, a pretty darn brave collector that would have the full kit uh, and have all three Sentinels with, you know, the, the full sort of 12 or so, um, you know, X Men to go with it. It's, uh, I think the, the Sentinels themselves are about 1500 US. So. Price and quality-wise, how would you think they would compare to, say, some of the other, like, Japanese 110 lines? It, I'm just looking at my my Rogue uh, Koto Artifacts statue, and that's the one where she's in sort of the classic costume and she's sliding the – she's got her hand up and she's sliding the glove down, so it's the, the non-Jim Lee costume. And it's pretty much on par with that, like – that that rogue piece is probably not quite as detailed, and the paint's not as nice. But geez, for the price difference, um, yeah, it's not a huge measure of difference in in which sculpt rog- and paint. Which the one I, I, you're talking about? The- that's the one I, I bought from you. Where she's got the black boots in the green and white oh, striped. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so it's it's a nice piece. I just I think this Iron Studios piece just needs to be cheaper. Uh, yeah. Really. I really don't see where the, the dollar goes. They're a Brazilian company, um, you yeah. know, they're, and they're, they are, you know, a, a smaller entity, and that may be part of it. But yeah, mm. I agree. Hmm. Cool. Well, thank you for that, Ben. It's always good to uh, hear something about a, a different um, company, and uh, even if it is the same character over and over. <laughs> um, the- <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> Pretty soon She's it'll be finally getting her recognition. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll have to start differentiating her. Like, you know, it'll be like rogue, super saiyan, rogue, god, super god, rogue, <laughs> god. Uh, but no, that that was awesome. Thank you very much. We will take a short break, and we will be right back with more. 
Beware the mutant seeking sentinel. Target identified. Mutant apprehended. Wanna mix it up, big boy? My adamantine claws will get rolled back. I've always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arc. Now, sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel Robot Playset and X-Men action figures, each sold separately. Well, he is our favourite engineer on this podcast. He goes by the name Engineer Nerd, but uh, we're going to get something a little bit different from him this week. So over to you, John. Well, thank you very much, Ben. Um, This week, uh, or actually, I guess last week, uh, Scotty asked for my address, and what happened was the kind folks over at U2s, that's Y-O-U-T-O-O-Z, um, wanted to send us some things for review, and, and they did that. And so I have to mention that up front, that these were provided to us. We're not getting paid. They just sent us free things, and um, we're going to take a look at them tonight. So um, U2 seems to do a lot of um, vinyl figures for pop culture properties. And, you know, you're thinking, well, we've already got pop vinyl. So these are, these are a little different and their character selections are a little different. Um, they do currently have some peanuts out there and, and they've done a couple other properties over the years that I've, I've however long ago it was, um, that are kind of interesting, but the peanuts seem to be the big, uh, um, licensed one they have right now. So what they sent us was, uh, Bob Ross, which you guys all know that if you, if you're in the, action figure blues collector community page on Facebook. I like to take pictures of my Bob Ross with other action figures because I have the NECA one. And um, so he's kind of cool. And uh, the second one is stonks and you're going, what the hell are you talking about? Um, well, it turns out that they like to YouTube's likes to use people from memes. So basically um, stonks is the humanoid character with kind of the flat face. His head looks like an earbud that's been flattened out with a face where, it would go in your ear. Um, and then he normally has a like stock chart behind him. Um, and you know, it's, 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 it's a commentary on financial investments and people being stupid with their money and that kind of thing. And then well, the last one was uh, sad Pepe, which is the frog that has the, the teary eyes and just kind of looks sad with the, the big lips and eyes. So, um, I, I'm not going to keep I'm going to keep politics out of this as much as I can, because I, I know Pepe does carry some depending on where you are in in the U.S. at least does carry some some connotations with him. So we're, we're not going to mention that. We're, we're just going to look at him purely from the meme standpoint. Um, I want to go over these in the order I opened them, because I think that's important. Um, the first one I opened was Stonks because I was like, well, what? And uh, they actually come in about a pop vinyl size box and they have an outer sleeve over them. So they're trying, I think, to fit into that urban vinyl category a little bit um, and give you a little bit more of a high-end package. Uh, there's little thumb tabs at the top so you can pull the sleeve off. And then inside the sleeve, there's like almost like a pop vinyl package where you can see the, the character in there and a little... Uh, plastic enclosure, little tray that you kind of open almost like a pop vinyl one where it's got a top bottom that unfolds. But then on top of that, they actually have a, another tray that covers the face of the figure. So kind of like uh, a Mezco 112 where you, where you have another, you know, tray that would pop down our uh, SH figure arts over top of the figure. Um, yeah. The, the bad thing about that is because it's such a small box and it, you know, it's like a pop vinyl box. You really can't, um, you can't see the figure real well. So um, that's that's a little frustrating, you know, because 
with, with a pop vinyl, you don't have that plastic piece in front of their face. So you, you can see their fairly clearly like the Bob Ross in the back of the box actually has um, his easel printed on the back of the box on the inside. But I couldn't I didn't know that until I actually got the plastic trays out because I could see there was something there, but I couldn't figure out quite because he was in front of it. And it, it just made it a little hard to see. Um, one interesting thing they have is on the bottom of all their boxes, they have a little spot for um, it's like a scratch off. Kind of like a, uh, I'm trying to think, almost looks like a hologram scratch off. Uh, and I, I can't think of a, uh, a, anything like it. And apparently you can get a code number and go onto their website and, and register your figure or claim your figure or something. I would tell you what that does, but um, I was going to do it yesterday at lunchtime. And uh, what happened was my work has their website blocked. So um, <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you have on there, you choose? <laughs> yeah. That's- it must be fun. Like, they must block fun. Uh, yeah, well, that that is true. They they do block fun. That's that's, that's okay. Um, so anyway, I, I I finally got this guy open, and he is a little dude wearing a suit. Um, he kind of reminds me, um, not just the meme, but uh, the silence from Doctor Who. You know, that, that's kind of what he reminds me of. Um, if you look at the meme, he actually has a little pupil, but when you look at their figure. He has just the upward part of it, the, you know, the half circle above the eye. It kind of reminds me of a dorb a little bit because they kind of had those mm. kind of just not quite to that extent. And uh, um, I was wondering about that. And then I realized that's actually their logo. So that little two, that's that's actually their logo, which confused me at first because I'm old and easily confused. Um, but yeah, that because if you look at some like uh, they did some Doge figures, you know, the little dog that everybody likes to watch memes of or look at memes of. He actually has um, some of those on his different part of his body. Like it looks almost like a tattoo. Um, But so they use that as their logo and they include it. You know, I I think if a character doesn't have eyes that are required to make the character, they they use these eyes, you know, the human characters. Um, But like Pepe has specific eyes, so he doesn't have these. Um, So that's, uh, that's the kind of their thing. And if they, if they don't use these eyes, they put them somewhere on their body is what it appears. Um, like a pop vinyl has a rotating head. This guy is solid. Everything is just glued together. Um, to me, the detail is a little soft. Uh, oh, I should mention that, that Stonks actually comes with um, the little stock market arrows that you would do. Oh, hey, I'm going to do a 3D uh, trend line in, you know, uh, line art in Microsoft Excel to make my graph look cooler than, you know, my, my coworkers kind of thing. Um, but he actually comes with a plastic piece that's like that and it's, it's three dimensional and, um, expect that to show up in some of my pictures. It's got a gradient on it. It, It's actually done really nice. Oh yeah. Um, It's hard. It's, it's a harder plastic. So that's part of Um, the meme, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's actually part of the meme. You can see it's a misspelling of stocks and it's, you know, kind of that, uh, uh, making people look dumb kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you, you, yeah. you spell words wrong or say words wrong. Uh, paint wise, there, there's some slop where the white of his shirt is kind of like up on the, the collar a little bit. And also I, I was trying to figure out what, what was like making me try and figure out like what I didn't like about this figure. And if you look at him straight on, he looks okay. But if you have just a little bit below your eye line, the joint where his neck meets his um, head because his head's molded in one color and then his body's all molded in black. There, there's actually a little line between the shirt and his 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 skin. So there's like a black line 
there. So it looks like almost like he's got a T-shirt that comes up under that collar that's black. And, and it just doesn't, you know, it, it, it's kind of cheapens it a little bit. So um, he's got like a little watch on. And like I said, the the paint, not perfect. You know, it, it's, it reminds me a lot of the early the earlier Funko stuff, like most of the Funko stuff I get now, it's, there'll be a little slot, but it's, it's not nowhere near as, <coughs> sorry guys, um, near as basic as what it used to be. Um, so yeah, I, it just, this was the first one I opened and, you know, he's just this little dude in a suit. Um, he doesn't feel as, he doesn't feel as substantial, even though he's got that extra as, as like a, a, a pop vinyl, just this, the figure by himself. Um, you know, cause you got basically the body, uh, the arms are solid to the body in this case. You know, they're they're not they're not three dimensional. They're just crossed in front of him. So it's just like this solid piece with a head on it. And I, I it, like I said, I, it just didn't feel as substantial to me. So and and I, this, honestly, this meme freaks me out because I that, that character, like I said, he just looks like an earbud with a face to me. But you know, <laughs> your, your mileage may vary. So. He's instantly recognizable. Like as soon as I. As soon as I saw it, I thought, yes, I have seen that meme in the past. So yes, yeah. when when you mentioned it to me, I was like, who's the Stonks meme guy? Know, but then when I yeah. image searched it, I was like, oh, okay, that's who that is. I get it. Yep. I guess it's actually based on a character called Meme Man um, that came out kind of before, and this was just like a variation on him or something. I, I, I you know, there, there's like a whole meme culture that I really have no <laughs> no clue. On. Um, <laughs> it just I, I, yeah, I've seen them, but um, I tend to go towards like movie memes, you know, where yeah. they'll put a quote. Yeah. Uh, uh, some of these other ones, I'm a little, I'm a little perplexed by, um, including the second one. Well, not I, I, I've seen it, but I never knew what it was. You know, I mean, I didn't know it was from something or whatever. And that, and that's the sad Pepe. Um, this is the frog. Like I said, he's almost got like a teary eyed expression. He's got got some big lips. Uh, um, and uh, he's kind of in this case, he's he's sitting on the ground. He's got his, his knees drawn up in front of him and he's, he's holding he's got one finger pointing out on his right hand with a butterfly on top of it. So the, the packaging on all three of these is, is pretty much the same. You've got the code on the back, the outer sleeve and, um, you know, and then the inner box. So in and, and the trays are, are very similar on all of them as well. Uh, so sad Pepe, you know, he's kind of there and he was the second one I opened and, and he's even smaller than stocks and he doesn't have that extra piece, you know, the extra stock market piece, um, or the arrow piece or whatever you want to call it. So opening him, he felt even less substantial than a pop vinyl to me. And, and, and if he stood up, he'd actually probably be the tallest of all three of these because, you know, he's a frog. He's got long legs. I do not have this problem. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I've met him in person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The first thing he so, said so, to me was, you're taller than I expected. And I'm like, man, that means short. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I am short. I, I will admit it. And and I keep buying the same inseam that I've bought for years only because I refuse to, to admit that I might have shrunk a little bit. <laughs> so in this case, uh, Pepe has a blue T-shirt and yellow shorts on. And he's got the little butterfly on his finger. And um. I don't know. I don't know what it is about this figure, but it just it, it feels cheap to me. And I don't know if it's just because it's a simple figure and, you know, you know, it feels like a kid's cartoon character kind of almost. Um, he's sad, which does not help, um, you know, sell him to me because I don't like typically sad things. Uh, if I'm going to buy it for you. Pepe is a thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. 
you know, I mean, the only the only thing that could make it a uh, even worse is that that the uh, whatever the meme is with the like old man looking face that that one really me. But this one, <laughs> this one always kind of bothered me too. Kind of, kind of like the other one because he's so stylized and so sad. You know what I mean? It's just it doesn't it doesn't always jive with. It has a creepy factor to me, and, and I don't know how to explain it any other way. Um, I was mentioning the eyes, and in, in this case, he's got you know the, the regular eyes, um, but then on his left arm. On his forearm, he actually has the two little um, logo eyes, and they, they look like a tattoo on his on his left arm. Now, a few minutes ago, uh, Ben was talking about Rogue, and I, I stood up to get get these guys, and I actually dropped Pepe, and I was like, "Oh, oh no!" And um, his little butterfly on his finger came off. Oh. So, yeah, and, and no I was like, "No wonder he's sad." Yeah, so now he actually has a reason to be sad. Um, you know, the paint here is probably actually better than the stocks because it almost looks like maybe they did the green as a molded color and then, uh, the blue and the yellow are molded. So I, I don't know how much paint's actually here. The butterfly looks like it's, um, you know, it's got some black on it and I'm not sure. It almost looks like the yellow or not yellow, the pink's painted on him because there's pink still in the, the hole where it came off in the peg hole. He is pegged, the, the butterfly. Um, so I can get him back together, but, um, I don't know if the paint maybe was part of the adhesion problem there, but I'm trying to figure out who would buy this. That, that's that's where I'm stuck, because would you put a sad Pepe on your desk at work? Let, let's ask Adam. Adam, would you do it? I, I don't keep any paraphernalia on my desk that's not work related. Um, at the same time, who would buy this? I don't know, but like a whole lot of people bought GameStop stocks for no apparent reason. So um, I think there's always someone's going to buy shit. <laughs> you. All, okay, so at this point, I had opened two, and uh, I hadn't opened Bob Ross yet. And I, and I, w- I was actually thinking about that question. And I, I don't. Do you guys have Barnes and Noble there, the bookstore? No. No. Okay, so Barnes and Noble here. It's a bookstore chain. One probably the, the last major bookstore chain, for that matter. Um, and next to their cash registers, they normally have spinner racks with these little three-inch boxes, two three-inch boxes that have like little goofy things that like you're hoping that people would buy as like little gifts like uh, they might have little mini figures of the the nun bowling or um you know just little random oh here's a miniature zen garden you know and it would have sand and you know it'd be this little two three inch thing uh so there's these little clever you know things and, and these look like these remind me because they're memes of bigger versions of that like you'd go into a store and go oh yeah my buddy my buddy Eddie, you know, he, he really likes that meme. So mm. I'll get that, you know, you know what I mean? You you would go into a store and go, oh, yeah, that's I, I don't I don't know anybody that likes memes enough to go. Oh, I got to have a figure of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have that initial that same kind of brand allegiance or recognizability to it. So it is yeah. a it's a, a different kind of property. Yeah. And, I, you know, I. I like it. I, I mean, I've only ever seen, you know, Pepe with um, just the head is what I'm used to, and I didn't realise that this particular version existed. So I'd never seen him with a body before. So I, and, and I, apparently, I, I think it's quite novel to just go on the miscellaneous shelf with him out yeah. of various oddities. But, but would you go, you know, it's it's not, you wouldn't go seek it out. It would be something like you'd probably say, oh, there it is. I, I don't, you know, you'd be in a comic store and go, oh, I don't have anything else to spend my money on today. And that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. But um, apparently Pepe has a whole comic strip and stuff behind him. Mm. It's kind of weird reading through his Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> just uh, 
I'm, I'm trying to figure out who, who these really go to. And then doing a little more research, it seems like they do a lot of, you know, obviously memes. They Like I said, they did Doge and, and, and some of him and a lot of YouTubers. It seems like they have like a lot of YouTube personalities they've done done vinyl figures for. Um, I know the uh, market player did a, a thing with another YouTuber called Unisonis, and they did a couple of figures from that. And there were a couple other YouTuber names that I recognized going through it. But, you know, no, I, I've never... I've never went, oh, that's my favorite YouTuber. I need a action figure of him. You know what I mean? It's not one yeah. that I've done. Well, uh, I kind of get company or an action figure of Jack Kirby. Uh, that I'm sort of offbeat YouTuber. Uh, it, that exactly. said, like, would you buy an NFT of like, you know, an original meme photo for half a million US? No. <laughs> no. no, not at all. I would go make my own meme about that situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So at this point, I kind of had certain feelings about what I was expecting from these. Um, I actually uh, yesterday morning because I'd only opened the first two and I was, I was kind of like dreading opening the Bob Ross. Um, so I, I actually threw him in my backpack yesterday morning and, and took him to work with me because I thought, you know, what I want to do is I want to put him on my desk all day and, and look at him and, and really try and decide, you know, um, what I think. And, and, and when I opened him, um, he's actually quite nice compared to the other two. I think, um, he's a bit bigger, you know, he's actually more of a pop vinyl size. Um, he, he is, you know, the paints not real complex on most of him. Um, just, just to describe him, he's actually sitting on a stool. He has a paintbrush in one hand and his, his ubiquitous palette in the other hand. Um, and then the top of his hair, you know, he has obviously large hair, um, it has been kind of like flattened off and he actually has a like mountain scene with a river and little trees in it, which would be something typical that he would paint. So that's kind of like the top of his head, kind of like, Oh, here's this painting I'm seeing in my head. And, and they actually literally used it as the top of his head. And I was a little like off put by that at first. I was like, you know, that's not realistic. And I was like, well, okay, I, I kind of understand what they're going for here. Um, but he's sitting on this little stool and then, you know, he basically has this painting on his head. Um, he does not come with a little easel, although looking at online, they actually have, I think, a version that does. He, he comes with some different stuff. They've done like three or four versions of him. Um, they actually even did uh, one of the versions of him where in one of his intros for his show, he was like using a paint roller and he looked like a regular like house painter. Um, he was dressed as a house painter and he would use this paint roller and paint on the screen, quote unquote, you know, whatever picture he was doing that day. Um, and apparently that character has a name or whatever. And and so they, they did one of that. Um, you know, he, he remind the Bob Ross reminds me the most of a pop vinyl. So, um, in that regard, I, I actually kind of like started to dig that figure. The more, the more he sat on my desk in front of me, um, and, and nobody was, was actually in my, my cube yesterday. So, uh. You know, he, I, I didn't have any uh, any passerby to ask, oh, hey, that's Bob Ross or whatever. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> in, in, in better times, I'm, I may have had that and, and had more input there. Um, so so I looked at him all day and and, and like I said, he kind of grew on me. Um, there, there's not as much detail, I don't think, in his outfit um, is is what a modern pop vinyl would be or some of the other vinyl figures I have. Uh, but, um, you know, he. Like I said, he, he grew on me. The one thing is, is if you actually press in, I picked him up and I actually squeezed the, the painting part. Um, it's not glued quite all the way around the top of his hair. 
so you can actually see into his head. It's hollow. It actually reminded me of the uh, if you've ever had a drumstick ice cream cone, um, and you, you bite you know the plastic part or, or not the you know the chocolate part. If you eat the ice cream out and had a little like hollow area in there, because it's brown and never mind. Um, it always comes back to food. <laughs> anyway, how are you eating drumsticks now? Like I'm. Why is there that, plastic in them? I don't understand. Do you, do you guys not have drumsticks there either? I've, I've used Barnes like and Noble, Canada, right? Yes. They're exactly yeah, like that. We have those. But they, I'm not, they, have um, they have chocolate at the top. Yeah, and then what are you doing to it? Well, you just don't worry about how I eat my drumstick. <laughs> just don't worry about it. You just don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what it reminded me of because it looks like chocolate. Anyway. Hilarious. Um, so, so Bob Ross is, is, is probably my favorite of the, of the three. Um, the one thing that's kind of weird about him is neither because he's sitting on the stool, neither of his feet are actually touching the ground. And because he has such a large head with that heavy painting piece on the top, there were places on my desk that if I put him, he would fall over. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't quite balanced. I mean, it, it, it would sit fine, but I, you know, I can see that if you had that somewhere and, and that had like a lot of vibration or, you know, footsteps going by or whatever, it, it could be something that would fall over a lot. Um, so, and it didn't even seem like all the legs were quite right on the stool to me. It looked like one of them's maybe off, although like three points determine a plane. So at any time you're going to only have three, three touch it. Never mind. Anyway, it's the engineer thing. Um, so the, the Bob Ross is probably my favorite of the three. Um, if I was going to buy another one, it, it would be a Bob Ross. And, and speaking of that, I actually went on like Amazon. I was like, Oh, let's go find some more of these. And, and I, I really could not find more of them. And even looking up, trying to find places to buy them online, it's not real evident. You know, um, it looks like a lot of them are secondary prices. Yeah, I think that because uh, I, I was um, I'm quite interested in the Peanuts uh, ones, which um, are getting advertised, but they are all yet to be released. So I think these are some of the... That, you know, it is a, a new brand, yeah. a new line, and these are some of the the earlier ones, from what I can tell. But like, in the, in that, honestly, I had seen the peanuts once advertised a, a while ago, and um, I had an interest in them as well because I think I've talked about it before. I'm, I'm kind of a peanuts fan. Um, most of these that I could find that look like it's some kind of retail price were in that twenty two to twenty five dollar range, and comparing that to a pop vinyl, I. I I don't see the 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 upcharge if you know what I mean. I mean, if you think of normal pop vinyl being between twelve and fifteen dollars, this is seven dollars more, and you're getting a slip cover on the box. But I I just for twenty two dollars, um, I could order Medicom UDF peanuts figures from Japan. Really and, and, nice pizza. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in in the the I I have a couple of the UDF. Um, peanuts pieces and I really like them and and the details good and the paints all you know it's 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 Metacom so the paints perfect on them um, they and these have just a little bit of stylization to them and and I'm I'm sure the peanuts ones will probably have the weird eyes as well maybe I, I, I'm not sure um, but if I want this kind of figure from peanuts I want them to be dead on um, so I would probably order the ones from Japan based on what I'm seeing now. Fair enough. It's a but, honest review from John Engineer. Yeah, and giving a dolly rating, I'd probably go Stunks and Pepe 
probably seven out of ten, and then Bob Ross somewhere in an eight, eight point five out of ten. There's just like I said, you know, some balance issues with the Bob Ross. I think that are probably holding balance and price are probably the things that are holding me back. Hmm, hmm. I, I like the concept of the Bob Ross with the world painting on his head. I think that's pretty cool. You know, the the, the weird thing is 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 Funko's actually done a whole bunch of Bob Ross figures. Hmm. You know, so it's like okay, I can get those and I can get them for almost the same price, but you know they they're more consistent maybe in if I've got a bunch of Funkos, which obviously I do, um, in style. You know what I mean? That's the one difference here, I think, between like a, a pop vinyl and in and, and, and these. They're, they, they've tried to actually stylistically bring the meme to life. So it's it, it's not like the style's consistent or the scale's consistent between all, all of them. Or if I, I get, you know, Bob Ross from Funko and I put him next to Doc Brown, they're going to look like they're from the same world in, in, in the same scale and stuff. So. All right. Well, thank you, Ange. That was our second toy of the week. We're going to have a quick break, and we're going to come back for our final review. Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeze! The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Well, now it's time for our third and final toy of the week. Our fearless leader is bringing up the rear as he does so well. So we're going to hand it over now to Mr. Scotty to talk about something brand spanking new. Yes, indeed. And I am talking about wave one of the Marvel Legends retro three and three quarter figures. So Marvel Legends uh, is, uh, in my mind, always the six inch scale and... Hasbro, of course, has done uh, an extensive three and three quarter um, line of, of Marvel figures that were labeled Marvel Universe, but then um, right towards the end, they were changed to Marvel Legends for no good reason that I could see. Um, they, they were uh, much more, I was going to say highly, but I don't know that they were highly articulated, but they had a far greater level of articulation than the figures I'm talking about today, um, with a more modern packaging as well. Um, but I, I think possibly because of the success of the um, retro slash vintage um, lines in the six inch skew for Marvel Legends um, and the need for uh, some cheaper toys at retail. Um, we now have these uh, these figures, which are um, not as articulated or detailed, but still fun. So Wave 1, and there is a photo album um, on Facebook uh, that you can have a look at. Um, Wave 1 has got six figures in it, and they are the Hulk, Spider-Man, the Human Torch, Captain America... Magneto and uh, what to me I would call Ms. Marvel or Warbird, but on the packaging is called Carol Danvers. So in in and this I can see they're like oh wait that could be confusing for people. So for anyone who knows the Marvel Captain America and knows she's kept Carol Danvers, let's take this 
uh, Ms. Marvel or Warbird costume figure and label it Carol Danvers just to really confuse the hell out of people. Um, so I, I don't know what was happening there, but I'm going to call her Ms. Marvel because that's what she is to me. Um, so these are five points for articulation. Um, they are uh, something that I, on one level I think you know you I could see people collect collectors collecting them and not opening them because the cards are actually super fun. They've got really great artwork on them and they they don't take up a lot of space and so if you are not an opener or you kind of think these look better in the packaging I could see um not opening them they are basic five points of articulation uh just a, a head um shoulders and uh hips that's it um so no elbow or um knee joints um and they, I really, I don't know what these are running US wise. Um, here the wave was like 120 um, Australian um, for the, the the six of them, and the so the you know the, they're not cheap for what they are. Um, I'm not quite sure what they're run, running in US, um, but I, I kind of you know decided to grab them for the the novelty factor and because they're new and thought you know let, let let's review these and I'm always a sucker for a new toy line. Um you know, on one level I think they're quite similar to what Spin Masters is doing with the DC line in terms of uh you know, really basic articulation um a number of pack and accessories that you see with Spin Masters that you, you don't get here it's just the figures except for um for one which I'll talk about in a moment. Um but look they they are fun. Um they they are basic. I'll just kind of go through them from um I think kind of most basic to the ones that are more interesting. Um, Captain America and, and Hulk are probably the two that I, I would say are at the really basic end. Um, when, when you um, look at, at Hulk in particular, like he, it, it does have a cheap feel to it, particularly the head sculpt uh, or the paint on the head sculpt, I should say there's decent um, effort on, on the sculpt, but um, you know, paint, paint wise um he's pretty pretty basic um and doesn't have a lot of a lot of weight to him um so he, he's actually not that much taller than the regular figures although he is a bit wider but he definitely kind of has a a, a cheaper feel to him um captain america does come with a shield and uh the the paint work is decent but the head um, obviously the, the details here are where things start to go a little bit awry. And because he does have a more detail, like he's got a full face and mask and eyes that need to be painted, etc. You know, they're decent, but you, again, you can see the, um, the, the, a more cheap kind of, you know, feel to that. And obviously these are a lower and theoretically lower price, um, line, uh, but, it's hard to to divorce myself completely from Marvel Universe and the quality of a lot of those figures when looking at these to compare. He does come with a shield, um, which is a separate piece, which is the only one that has a an accessory, um, and you know that that is uh, fun. Um, he does have the sculpted uh, wings on the, on the mask. They're not just painted on, so you can kind of, you know, feel them. They don't, they don't stick out very far, so no little breakage wrist, but again, you know, a basic figure. Um, Spider-Man's basic to, obviously from a, 
um, a sculpt point of view, but the the paint on this is actually really good. Um, the the webbing etc. is done really nicely, and his eyes are sculpted on, so there's a little bit of a raised, uh, uh, like visibly raised. Um, layer there that is his eyes, his mask, etc. And he's got the the web shooting fingers, um, you know, in thwip pose. Um, so you know th- that is fun. But for the scale, the detail on his costume is is pretty decent. Then the ones that I, I think are on the more enjoyable side, um, Magneto has got the, the cape is a separate piece um, that you, you could kind of lever off the figure if you, you wanted to, um, but that that is really nicely done. And uh, his mask and face are, are very nicely sculpted as well. And then the two standouts for me in this are Human Torch and Ms. War- Marvel slash Warbird slash Carol Danvers. Um, and Human Torch uh, is translucent, for it. So he's actually got quite a nice uh, kind of feel um, to him. He's got the uh, the you know old uh, old style um, marks on the the Human Torch body where you can kind of see the little you know the, the flames. Um, and he's got that that more sort of classic feel to him. But uh, being translucent really lifts it um, in that sense, which is super fun. And then the the Ms. Marvel is a really fun figure. Her sash is a separate piece, and the it's a soft plastic, so it's 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 movable. Her head sculpt is actually really nice. She's quite um, like there's quite a decent amount of of detail um, there, and her uh, the 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 head rotation is still quite nice, and so. That you know that is a f- a fun figure. Um, again, I'm not sure what the U.S. retail price for this is, or whether they're actually being sold individually or only as a set. John, I don't know if you know from your end if um, you can- only because Jason posted that picture in the in the group the other day of just the Ms. Marvel. I'm um, or Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm assuming that they're sold separately. Okay. Um, here right. I have not seen them yet. Because yeah. um, if I see Spider-Man, I probably can. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, obviously, if you have a, a particular character that you're a fan of, I mean, these are definitely worth getting. Uh, you know, I, I think if I wasn't reviewing them, I probably wouldn't have opened them because I, I think that they are. Um, uh, it's actually quite a a fun um, card. It's pretty small, so it's not going to check up mountains of space. Um, the art is is really nice. Um, they do have peg holes in the feet, so if you want to you know, display them, but because they are pretty limited articulation wise, they've got a pretty good center of balance and not much trouble, um, posing them. So why exactly we're getting these and not, um, something a little bit more articulated. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, they have announced quite a few figures in, you know, in the, the kind of waves, um, coming up. And if they, you know, keep going with this, then I, I would probably, uh, buy them, if I continue to like the the character selection, um, but yeah, at uh, twenty bucks a, a pop um, for the uh, like Australian, that they feel expensive for what they are. So you, fun. correct me if I'm wrong, but about ten years ago, which I think was when Marvel Universe started, those started at about fifteen dollars Australian. 
Um, they didn't all balance consistently in terms of posing, but the articulation level, even in the first wave, was far above five points of articulation, and by the end was almost on par with the six-inch figure. Despite by that point, I think the price had gone up to 20 or 25 bucks, but yeah. Mm. Well, these are actually more retro throwback, aren't they? I mean, they're kind of... Yeah. yeah. Between, uh, yeah. They feel much, it's very much the Secret Wars... Yeah, they actually say Kenner on the cards too, don't they? On the front, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yes, you're right. They do. Um, yeah, I mean, like, and I think it is super fun, and that's why I said I probably, if I wasn't reviewing them, I probably would have not opened them um, because uh, you know I think that they do have that kind of fun um, feel to them because of the packaging, etc. Um, and it, it's great to see Marvel figures in this um, uh, line. You know, while while I would obviously love. Marvel Universe to still be going. In terms of character selection, I mean, they did a huge range of characters in that line. You, you really, um, you know, you got a you got a decent universe there. Although, of course, they didn't do everybody, but um, you know that. But but uh, it did seem to it just kind of disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting when um, Marvel Legends is in such a boom um, period where you know I feel like they they could make and sell more uh articulated figures in this um scale um, not that there's not space for these because there certainly are they are that kind of well, I, I don't know they're not, they don't feel have a secret wars feel to me really they're not as big and even um they don't feel as big as secret wars figures i feel like they're more like a bathtub or sandpit toy like they're more for the kid that's actually going to go out and smash about with it and and do the kinds of things that make Scotty cringed that I would have done with toys, but yeah. yeah. It's kind of surprising they didn't go with the same articulation model that Spin Masters has used, you know, with the the elbows and knees at least to to, to make yeah. it feel more like. Um, yeah. How do they. doesn't have to mean basic. Right. It can be, you know, you could yeah. kind of have these, these sculpts, cool, but with um, elbow and knee um, uh, articulation, and I'd love them. Um, you know, in terms of posability, etc. Even if they, you know, okay, maybe no feet, no ankle articulation, cool, whatever. But the, you know, the five points for the price, um, I, I'd, I'd pay that for the, the for the the Human Torch and the um, the Ms. Marvel, okay. But um, Hulk, Hulk really feels like a bathtub toy. Mm-hmm. You know, like a um, he's wearing board shorts, so. How how do they look next to the DC stuff? I will do some photos. I actually I only opened these up um, this evening, and so I need to pop out the Spin Masters and give a. I'll I'll do a little side by side so that you can see. I mean, I I guess you know the the thing about these is they are super faithful in terms of the the retro styling, etc. And so you know from that alone, and if you like the cards, etc. Um, then they 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 could be worth it. But I, I I like the fact that Ms. Marvel got in this wave, and they've got they're doing an Electra and an Iceman, and you know just some interesting you know kind kind of fun figures. Um, Dolly rating, I, I'm going to give them an eight out of ten. You know for what they are. I think that the, the cards are, um, you know they're, they're fun. They're, they're fun, and so I'm I'm rating them based on um, you know what what they're meant to be, not against more highly articulated. Figures, yeah, but I definitely sure. feel like um, that price-wise, uh, and I'd, I'd be interested to know what they are retailing for in the U.S. 
um, because yeah, I don't think I I don't feel like we're going to see a single release of them here. Um, but I could be wrong. Mm. We'll see. You know, it's it's really interesting to me because um, this is the first time we've really had Marvel and DC at kind of that same scale, right? Um, yes. Uh, in a long time since really Mego, right? Because uh, it seems like all the the Mattel stuff was like seven inch, and you know the Legends were six inch, or you know they were always playing with scale, so that your Batman was never going to be you know with with your your Marvel figures or or you know Daredevil or whatever. Um, so that that's what I'm really interested in is hey now I can I can universe build across DC and Marvel maybe. Um, mm. I guess they have to just keep coming up with new ways to to stay relevant on the shelves. I mean, if things like Titan Heroes have run their course and they need something else to take up peg space, given that there's a few people doing DC stuff now, they want to want to have as much presence in the toy aisle. Um, I, I just consulted the the oracles, and it looks like they're around the ten dollar US mark. So they're mm. right around the same as the DC, just with no accessories and less articulation. Yeah. I mean, the accessories doesn't bother me because a lot of those Pinmasters ones are just pre-lost garbage yeah. for me anyway. <laughs> um, but the but yeah, they they I, I, I yeah eight out of ten. You know, eight out of ten. You dollars. know what I really, would really want in this is a box set with with Firestar, Iceman, and and Spider Man mm, mm. because you know and, and I've kind of I kind of talked about that with the Mego stuff the last time. Um, if it fits the time period, which those would, right? The five point articulation for when that cartoon was out. Mm-hmm. That appeals to me, you know, because it's retro but period correct. Um is yes. the best way to say, you know. Yeah. Yes. I hundred percent and that's talked about that with the Funko reaction back in the day that it works for some properties but not for some of the more modern ones for me anyway. Um that we're like okay, yeah, but now we don't have to have stuff that basic. Um well, look, you know, they're, they're fun. They'll, they'll definitely have a market. And if they, you know, pump out a, a few dozen different characters in this, then I think that's um, really cool. But I would like to see Hasbro also doing uh, some more highly articulated uh, figures in this line that could complement or build on um, the Marvel Universe line. Does. Hmm. Does Spider-Man's wrist actually articulate? Because it looks like in some of the photos you've taken that it's not one solid piece. Like, it looks like there's a little Oh, kink. you know what? They actually... Oh, they do. Hold there on. you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, I've lied. There aren't... They have... Oh, that's so weird, though. Why? Well, back and re-record the whole segment. Seven oh, points of articulation. Yeah, they have... Well, not all of them. Um, <laughs> the Magneto... What's the point of that? Why don't it just give us a wrist one? So Hulk and um and Human Torch only have the the five, but um Captain America, Magneto, Ms. Marvel, and Spider Man have got seven points because they've got gloves. Glove articulation. <laughs> yes. Good catch, Adam. Thank you. You saved me from having to come back and do this or even worse. Yeah, rich, rich attraction. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> apo- I wouldn't apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not for this price. <laughs> hey, Scotty. Yeah. How, how is Cap Field attached? I meant that uh, earlier. It's just a little clip on. Um, so it's okay. got a clip on the 
the end so that it can clip onto his wrist so he doesn't... Okay. So he's not, like, holding something in his hand. Uh, no. Um, interestingly, like, he's got... This is weird. He has a hole in his back, but it doesn't... The shield doesn't fit into it. Mm. Why? And none Do of the rest all. of them... Yeah, none of the rest of them have a hole in the back, but Cap has a hole in the back of his star. Rude. But then... <laughs> the, the the shield doesn't fit into it. That's just from when the U.S. government stuck the, the dagger in, in <laughs> every number of America plot lines. They shove Peppy the Frog in. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Scotty, for that one. Something new and exciting. Um, we're going to take a break now, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to wrap this thing up. Mego presents the Planet of the Apes action figures. Dr. Zaius, the orangutan scientist. Cornelius, the archaeologist. Zira, the woman scientist. The soldier ape. And the astronaut. All Planet of the Apes action figures sold separately by Mego. Well, we're getting ready to finish off, and if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionvigablues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Another option is you can pop in to our very active Facebook community, and I'm just going to hand over to Scotty now to chat about it. Yep, our uh, Facebook community is 100% Ben Computer Beat free. Um, and, uh, whenever he posts that sound, I'll just delete it right away. Don't worry. Um, but we, I just wanted to mention our, our Facebook group, which is very creatively called the action figure blues collector community, um, because it is really going strong. Um, we've got a, a lot of, um, great and very regular people posting their, um, purchases and customs and questions, et cetera. And, uh, it, it, so, Huge thanks to the people that are making that community fun to be a part of. And if you're not in it, then and you're not terrible, then you should really join um, and uh, add to the fun and enjoy it because it's fun. Um, if you don't do Facebook, we are also, of course, on Instagram and, and Twitter, etc. And we've got some lovely communities um, there as well. But in our the Facebook group is really interactive and there's such great things happening there so thanks to the people that are making that fun and please come join us mm. indeed indeed all right well thank you very much for listening folks this is another episode in the can and we're going to catch you next time Bye. hopefully we never do one on the can I mean, we could try. I think we'd get hemorrhoids if you sat on the toilet that long, though. My webcam's not working. Are you sure none of us have actually done that? No, but we reviewed reviewed Spider-Man on the can way back in the day. We did. Yeah. And and Adam reviewed a can. The the toilet seat set up, yeah. 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 So we have had a couple of shitty episodes. Boom, boom. (laughs) Bye. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. 
Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. 